This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave. Yes, sir, Reed, buddy. In the piney woods of north-central Florida on a brisk morning. In the Mellon Law Studio. The Mellon Law Studio is actually the Warthog Man Cave. So it's sort of, you know, we say Mellon Law Studio, but it's the Manly Man Cave. And we're protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention. And uh, we also have a backup generator in case you want to know that, but they don't advertise with us. Funny, 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 huh? I'm really full of funny things today. And uh, it's a nippy day. We'll talk about it with the weather. And we have Shoot GTR as a sponsor. Great place to go. Be safe, shooter. Practice your skills. Know what you're doing. Style cuts. Absolutely a great buddy right there uh, around the corner from Bill Penner Shoes. Got to see them. They'll take care of you. Uh, we got Caliber Coffee. Caliber Coffee is um, a deal. I mean, really. They got not only coffee, but they got firearms. And he got free shipping at $50 plus. If you use the code WARD15, get 15% off your coffee. Here we go. So, also, we have uh, Julio Casio Allstate Insurance, of course. By the way, full service, uh, auto, home, life, and retirement. So, 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 there we are. Got a few blurbs out of the way. I'll never cover everybody. Also want to thank everybody who donates once in a while. I'm going to get a card out to you just to uh, say hello and thank you so much. And uh, you're not forgotten and you're appreciated. Well, 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 let's see what's going on. Alachua County. This is uh, odds and ends day. I suppose it's fitting I start with Alachua County or the city of Gainesville. Either one will do. And we have open line today. 352-707-9101. Call in and get it off your chest. Huh? No problem. Well, <clears throat> odds and end of days, a story is occurring no particular order. And every time I see that either Alachua County or the Gainesville City Commission or some form of local government, knows the only two that do it, are meddling in landlord-tenant situations, you got to know that's trouble. You got to know that's redundancy. We've got a landlord-tenant act. This stuff is governed like you wouldn't believe, all sorts of scrutiny. You've got contracts. 
<clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and always, it seems, it's a one-way street. It's always taking up for the tenant. Well, how about once in a while, you take up for the landlord? Let me just give you a few things. No dogs allowed. Dogs tear up the place. Well, they got a way around that now. What if it's a comfort dog? I think you got to let it. I think you got to have it. You got to you let, let alone. Well, how about if they sneak their boyfriends in or vice versa? Well, how are you going to police that? And so you got twice the number of people that you actually rent to. And how about if they don't change the air conditioning filters? And how about if they flush condoms down the toilet or Tampex or whatever? And eventually you got a problem. How about if they do that? There's just tons of stuff. It's always seemed like it'd be a one-way street. So now cometh before us. Alachua County. This struck me as odds just off the press, I think, today or yesterday. Get this. Alachua County is partnering with Florida Legal Services to assist renters with landlord issues. How about if we continue the sentence and landlords with renters issues? Why does it have to be a one-way street? And the next sentence is, an individual seeking assistance must be a current Alachua County resident. Oh, boy. How do you prove that? How do you prove that? Current. Current. What current mean? The night? You go look at the deposition of the local commissioner we had here, I forget, can't remember his name now, who couldn't remember where he slept last night. I mean, he really couldn't even establish his residence because he shacked up here and shacked up there. I think we got the dem. I think we get the depo out of the Lord's hot bulletin board. I'll think of that guy's name in a minute. Thank God he's gone. Now, this person must be a tenant listed on a lease for the rental unit and must not exceed the 80% area median income threshold. In other words, you're only doing this for people who 
already have an agreement with the landlord. What if the, what if the tenant's not paying on time? <clears throat> Are you going to assist with that? Anyone needing legal help with eviction, repair, or lease issues, or other tenant issues, they give you a number to call. Let me tell you who one of the worst abusers, if you will. It's all public record, so I can say it. of landlord-tenant relationships was our dear former county commissioner, Mike Byerly, who rented to Section 8. Now, why did he rent to Section 8? Because he knew he'd get, he'd get the money. I guess. But he, he's on record as having put tenant stuff out in the yard. <clears throat> I mean, that's the way... It was presented to me. And there's other documentation. Please provide it. This automatically assumes that the landlord's a jerk and that the tenant isn't. So now Alonzo County as a tenant legal helpline, and they're going to kick the business over to the Florida Legal Services. <clears throat> you know, that strikes me as odd. Very odd. Anybody got an opinion? Look at the chat line here. Right. How about pouring grease down the sink? Pouring grease down the sink is a classic. Yeah, right. Who pays that plumbing bill? The landlord does. Here's another one. Out of Dero, Alachua County. Are you ready? It's one of my favorite words. County equity... Advisory Council, let me think about that a minute. County Equity Advisory Council seeks volunteers. You know, the volunteers for these things are always the same people. The gadflies who show up at city commission meetings and county commission meetings are always the same people. You, you, I mean, it's, it's not a... Most people have a job. They don't show up in the middle of the day these things. Go check it out. Same people. I don't know whether they're talking to hear their head rattle or what's going on with them, but they, they're everywhere. But they're the same people. And sometimes they stumble onto something and get on a committee. 
anyway, Alachua County is inviting residents to join. Now, there's no compensation, you understand. So why would you join? Why, why would you join? The newly create newly created Equity Advisory Council. Oh boy. The eight member EAC advises the county commission and works alongside staff. Works alongside staff. I think what that means is the county gives the committee a staff liaison to really meddle with the committee, make sure it doesn't get too far off where the county wants it to be. So the EAC advises the county commission and works alongside staff and the community to build an open dialogue and partnerships to implement county plans. So you're not creating anything. You're helping shoehorn the county plan into the shoe. Now, you've got a few days, October 24th, for the initial council meeting. Now, here's your characteristics, okay? Here's what you need to be able to say you are. The EAC is looking for members of the community with the following characteristics. Are you ready? Let me take a sip of coffee caliber. Drum roll. Are you ready? If somebody doesn't call in on this and, oh, y'all, y'all just don't care. Here is a, here are the characteristics you better be able to demonstrate. A commitment to racial and gender equity. Social and environmental justice. A diversity, say after me, and inclusion. Okay? So before you apply, pull out of your wallet your membership card, it says, I am a screaming liberal. Because if you're a conservative, I don't think you need apply. Following characteristics. A commitment to racial and gender equity. 
And somebody tell me what that is. Social and environmental justice. Can somebody tell me what that is? On diversity and inclusion. Furthermore, you have to have the ability to work collaboratively with people of diverse perspectives. Now, I don't think that follows. I think that's a non sequitur. If you have the characteristics that are first in this search, it follows you're not going to have on this committee, does it not, diverse perspectives. How can you? And diverse experiences. Not very diverse. This one's a neat one. Connections with local, historically marginalized communities. What does that mean? The ghetto? The hood? What, what, What does that mean? The rest of it, experience and expertise in education, employment, housing, health, and human services, criminal justice or business experience, and and everything. I mean, everything. I mean, I run out of breath trying to say them all. Knowledge and policy development. kind of policy. Two initial appointments are for a one-year term, two are for a two-year term, and three are for a three-year terms. And after the initial appointment, all members will serve three-year terms. <clears throat> the purpose of the EAC is to assist the county commission in achieving equity in its community and work. Can somebody explain that to me? Specific plans include establishing an annual work program for the Equity Advisory Council and assisting advising the county on equity action plans. Page two. Page two. Well, you assist the county in reviewing policies, programs, and services for racial and gender bias. And you recommend eliminating such bias. By the way, you contact the Minister of Propaganda for this, Mark Sexton. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. <clears throat> 
Would you have even known about it? Do you care about it? Does it annoy you? Are you clapping your hands for it? To me, to me, it's nuts. So between messing with the landlords and then messing with everybody else until they get their mind right and don't have any racial and gender bias, racial and gender bias. Unbelievable. A call in line. 352-707-9101. I don't know what to do. I had to start out with it. I had to start out with it. I mean, it just jumped out at me. Every once in a while, this is odds and ends. You run across something that maybe is an act of justice. There's a Democrat... New Orleans DA who got carjacked at gunpoint in a city where he dismissed 937 of 1,411 violent felony cases. Gina Curran wrote about this in Law Enforcement Today. Democrat District Attorney Jason Williams. He was elected, not our basketball Jason Williams, by the way. He was elected in 2020. He ran on a platform. Mark, jump in here and help me out, man. What's going on? Well, Ward, I I can't say what's going on. A lot of these lib committees, I mean, if this was a military which uh, wasn't when I was in there, but uh, you don't plan on this. You have a, a leadership issue of where they can't plan on the way the things they need to do to get done. And that's why you have chiefs and senior chiefs and master chiefs and uh, your division officers and department heads sit down, powwow, figure out what the mission is and what needs to be done. And, it just doesn't happen when you get a bunch of elected Democrats there, and we've got the same problem here, except I think ours are a little more uh, cogent uh, in in the thought process because they actually try to grow the county and uh, helping job creation and stuff like that, and there's no uh, gay pride flags and parades or any of that horse mess over here in my county. And uh, I haven't seen it next door in uh, the small, smaller cities over here. 
So uh, maybe there's a flavor of Democrats that only live in, in very large places like maybe Richmond, Petersburg, Colonial Heights, uh, places like that up north and, and down in Virginia Beach that, uh, you know, they just, they're non, they're non-thinking Democrats. At least they're Democrats up here, uh, realize that, you know, gas is going to cost them the same money as costing a Republican. And unless they're rich, uh, they're not liking it either. And I know a lot of my big landowner and cattle owner neighbors around here, if you've seen yard signs in the past 10 years, even billboards erected on their property, it's always for the Republican and, and it's not, not for the Democrat. They only put their signs out on the, uh, main thoroughfare, uh, US 58. And so, you know, there's a little, little difference in, uh, some Democrats in some regions. And I think it has to do with the general population having to get out and farm and go to work every day. At uh, five o'clock in the morning, they were over here this morning running uh, logging machinery. So I can tell you, there's a difference in mentality when you actually have to go work for a living. Well, you lived in East Gainesville one time. You know what it's like. <clears throat> oh yeah, and you know, uh, we it, it was like from 25th Street and University Avenue to 38th Street where Cone Park is and that section right there now, uh, it's just all woods. And then you had up to 43rd Street, which I actually watched them build southeast 43rd and Lake Forest Elementary School. There was a little enclave. So the, from Waldo Road to 25th Street back in that area, you had the Duval element of schools, and that was all black. And then you had the Lake Forest element that was all white. Now, this is back in the 60s. And now 90% of, the, of those houses out there are owned by blacks, and the whites have gone elsewhere. They've all retired and moved on, you know. There's only only a few landowners left out there that just stay there because they, they're so old they don't need to move anymore and they don't have bills. So, you know, uh, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's it's just one of those deals where the the white liberals think they know better than everybody else, and there's there's a few around here, and uh, it's coming out on the TV advertisements up in Richmond right now. Uh, we've got big elections coming up, and uh, some new uh, districts for the state, and they're mud slinging up one side and down the other. And of course, my poor little county sitting out here, no. He'll visit it, even though I've, I actually called the uh, representatives that are running and sent them money and, and actually had a talk with the uh, Republican Party of Brunswick County here on several occasions. And he's even running for uh, for a school board office right now in another district. And so, you know, it's, it's a whole lot different when you get in these big counties with a, a population of like 17,000 and you only have 1,700 kids in school, K through 12, you can, you can imagine what it's like out here. You can drive for miles and not see anything. Mark, thanks for calling in, buddy. And uh, I'm like you. It's a mystery what we got going on. But uh, we're going to be coming up on our weather break here in a minute. Mark's one of our great helpers. And 
really uh catch you later guys thank you brother uh <clears throat> master chief in the navy for 30 some years that is uh that is quite an accomplishment i think i'll save this story on the carjack new orleans da until we do our weather because it is i guess it's a uh, payback i don't know how else to talk about it but it really is odd we'll be right back on the ward scott files with the weather Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. Attention all Gator fans, Meldon Law is giving away a chance to experience the Florida Georgia game like never before. Tonight's stay at the Hilton on the River, dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. This is Ward Scott. And I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show... Thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth. All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward's Weather Report, brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron, Fossil Fuel. Well, we're delightful right here in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida right now. 55 degrees to 81 degrees, perfect range, beautiful fall weather for us. Um, Big Tammy, which is a hurricane, has gone out uh, away from the Caribbean, so that's no problem. Over on the Mexico side in the Pacific, uh, Norma has exploded into a major hurricane there. 
but it's no problem for us. So we're in the clear for a while. And uh, the uh, storms may be about to dissipate. We're just about out of names. But um, here we are, and we're keeping our fingers crossed. We'll have a nice fall weekend. You know, the weather can get kind of tumultuous, though, for the Georgia-Florida game. So by next weekend, it might be a different story. Well, we got the phone line open, 352-707-9101. Hello, Brenda Dolan. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Well, odds and ends. This uh, strikes me as uh, payback. In New Orleans, Louisiana, as I started to share with you, this is from the law enforcement publication, Law Enforcement Today. The Democrat district attorney, does that surprise you? Named Jason Williams. He was elected in 2020 after running on a platform of social justice. Uh, Yes, he is a minority, a person of color, and bail reform. Well, guess what? And by the way, who bankrolled him? Fox News reported that George Soros backed him. Well, he was carjacked at gunpoint in his own city. He was with his mother when they were carjacked by two suspects who allegedly pointed, quote-unquote, high-powered automatic rifles at them. Now, the incident happened during the evening hours on Monday, last Monday, with the police saying that two armed suspects approached Williams's black Lincoln Navigator. Wouldn't you know it'd be a big black they all ride around these. At around 10 p.m. on Race Street in the Lower Garden District. I mean, how how just poetic justice. So what did they do? They stole the black Lincoln Navigator. But they didn't make it very far because William still had the key fob to the car on him. But nevertheless, they got away, and the SUV was recovered in the uptown portion of New Orleans. So here, Lampkin, uh, uh, Keith Lampkin, the spokesperson for the cops, confirms that Williams and his mother were carjacked at gunpoint as he was helping her into the car. Now, these bad guys always recognize Moments of opportunity. What a dramatic moment. Helping your poor mother into the car. What moment would you have your guard down any more than that? Any more than that. 
So here he's helping his mother. When all of a sudden, they are stealing the car. Now, of course, there's the obligatory gratitude to the New Orleans Police Department for their, quote, hard work tonight and every night responding to crime victims. So they're telling me with this that every night there's crime victims like this. Really? I used to live in New Orleans, so I know it's true. But listen, I've walked around, when I was in New Orleans, I walked around French Court. It wasn't like this. I'm telling you, it wasn't like this. These guys did not appear to be juveniles. They took items from the SUV, including some of his poor mother's belongings. So these same suspects, the cops say, were also accused of carjacking a 22-year-old woman barely 30 minutes after Williams and was less than a half a mile away. Are you kidding me? Now he's admitting that there is a pandemic of violence. But, you know, he has a caveat. It's not confined to New Orleans. Oh, see, really, it's not my fault. It's all over the place. But this Williams is well known or selective prosecutions. He ran on that platform of social justice reform with intentions of finding, well, I love this one. I mean, I just love this one. Alternatives to incarceration. And changing what he ran on, what he considers an ineffective, an unfair cash bail system. Let me tell you about alternatives to incarceration. When I went to military school, and thank God it was all male. I would not have been able to take it and then co-ed. I'll assure you it would have been different. We were Spartan. We were tough. We didn't take no prisoners, so to speak. And if you got on the bad side of the commandant or the cadet first sergeants, You never got off. There wasn't any such thing as an alternative to the bull ring. There was no alternative. You went to the bull ring. 
And as I've told you before, Bullring PT, penalty tour. It was a, wasn't a ring, it was a rectangle. Because with the rectangle, that meant you could be gigged or not doing your turns sharply. It was a half an hour of marching, each penalty tour. Marching at a pace that almost was a run. With full combat gear, your M1, which had been inspected, which you'd gotten out of the armory and reported there to the bullring with, it better be clean. And bull, the bullring marched for two hours. So you only could march off in two hours. Four penalty tours. There were no exceptions. There was no alternative. You were scared to death to go out there. Because let me tell you something. Justice by your peers is pretty tough because the peers take the position we don't want you with us in our combat battalion. If you're screwing up, you'll screw up and hurt us. The guys that ran a bull ring, cadet officers. He didn't want to cross them. They were, they were no nonsense. There was no alternative to, in, to the bull ring. Furthermore, if you were seen there more than once, your scrutiny changed. They scrutinized you more. You didn't want to get in that position. Because once you screwed up, once you were lackadaisical on the firing range, you, you couldn't you couldn't get that trust back. You just couldn't get it back. They considered you a screw up. And if you were a screw up, they didn't want you. Now, here we got a guy, his campaign backer, one of the big ones, was George Soros, who allegedly donated $220,000 to the Louisiana Justice and Public Safety PAC during 2020. And that PAC turned around and helped fund ad campaigns against Williams' opponent. And once he was sworn in, Williams said, being more selective about prosecutions will allow us to focus on the crimes that matter most to all of us. Now, here's the stats. 
During his first few months in office, Williams dismissed 937, dismissed 937 of the city's 1,411 violent felony cases. Specifically, 52% of felony weapons cases were dismissed and felony criminal damage cases were dismissed at a rate of 94% between 111-2021 and 9-10-2021. Compared, get this now, with a 13% dismissal rate in 2019 and zero dismissal in 2020. I call that poetic justice. What if he'd been plugged What if his poor mother had caught around? Unbelievable. You know, Plantation Mark was on the phone here a minute ago talking about kind of once upon a time with the military. Here's a little more close-up look at the U.S. soldier, Army soldier, who crossed into North Korea. He was charged Thursday, yesterday, with violating the U.S. military's legal code governing desertion, assault, and disobeying superiors. He was also charged with insubordinate conduct, making false statements, and attempting to solicit sexual photographs of a minor over social media. Ye gods. And that guy had been in military school with us. He'd have been kicked out of the battle room. Now his mother says, you know, aren't mothers wonderful? The kid never did anything wrong. The mother says, the man I raised, the man I dropped off at boot camp, the man who spent the holidays with me before deploying, did not drink. A mother knows her son. And I believe something happened to mine while he was deployed. Oh, I see. It was the army. Here's what King said when they interrogated him. He said he was disillusioned by American inequality and fled his post in South Korea because of his ill feeling against inhuman maltreatment and racial 
discrimination. You see the theme? Don't apply for the equity advisory committee unless you are a lefty. It goes on and on. Turns out he had left the barracks without permission to consume alcohol against regulation. Now, here's my point. That sentence right there. And Mark may want to tell me or somebody. If that had happened, if he had left the military school without permission to consume alcohol in my day, I don't know about now, he would have been kicked out of the military school. What's going on? We let the guy come back. It's not the alcohol. It's not the alcohol. It's the leaving without permission. It's the violating the chain of command. It's deciding you can make your own decisions. Oh, really? Amazing. Evidently, he was a member of the 1st Armored Division. In Fort Bliss. I wouldn't want him in my armored division. Absolutely not. I'm looking around here in the midnight auto yard. I like this story. Production may be able to find a picture of this woman. I don't know if you can, Zach, but uh, she is Miss Israel, a lady by the name of Anal. She is a black Jew from Ethiopia. Beautiful woman. Can you, yeah, give her a look if you can. And if you find it, what's popping up there. Yiddish T.T. Anai. Uh, she became the first Ethiopian to win Miss Israel in 2013. Now, this woman is a member of the Israeli military. She denounced the leftist organization, 
Black Lives Matter or expressing Palestinian support after the terrorist organization Hamas carried out its bloody massacre. Isn't that something? Here's a quote from her. I am so shocked by the response of Black Lives Matter regarding the terror attacks here in Israel, she said, in an Instagram post over the weekend. And then this next sentence. I remember you screaming in the streets, I can't breathe. There she is, beautiful woman. I remember you screaming in the streets, I can't breathe. I want to inform you right now. It's Israelis who cannot breathe. They were kidnapped, raped by the terror organization Hamas, slaughtering their souls. Hamas is ISIS. Pray for us. Pray for Israel. Because we can't breathe. And this lady moved to Israel from Ethiopia as an orphan at the age 12. She became an officer in the IDF and then became Miss Israel. She said that groups like BLM need to learn their facts. Well, well, well. Look at her. Thank you very much, Miss Israel. And she can say it. She can say it. She's in two categories. She's black and she's Jewish. See, we don't have enough of that here in this country. We don't have enough. We have the same old song and dance. The same old song and dance. Out of this deal, we may get some kind of change. Um, Here is a black woman who is tired of anti-sentiment on college campuses. She is tired of the diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she had been the director on the faculty of the diversity, equity, and inclusion ideology. She says it is toxic. She says she was hired to head the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department at Silicon Valley's De Anza College in 2021. And that she learned right away 
what they're really trying to do is call it social justice. She ended up being fired from Desana College, which is a community college, after she began to object to several campus policies. Good for her. Good for her. We need more thinkers. We need more leaders. We need more people with courage. Zach, I appreciate you leaving that picture up there because I can't stop looking at it. Wonderful. Well, that's odds and ends Friday for you. Thanks for the call in. Have a great weekend. Warthog Command Center out.